Seven Eleven gummies. gummies. <laughs> oh, these Seven Eleven brand. Catering. These are um, Seven Eleven brand gummy bears. Yeah. That bag was heavy when I started, and it was like you, two I, for six bucks. They're massive ooh. bags. I told you that Faith Hill like grabbed a like two pound bag of M and M's out of a road case right as she was like walking by the hallway. Oh yeah, get it, Faith. Yeah, yeah. Bro. Paul's a roadie for Tim and Faith. I don't you think of myself more as a towel boy for Tim. <laughs> you get them food though. Mm-hmm. That's better. That's better than towel boy. Yeah, I mean, I don't. They like serve themselves. You just make it these things available to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you make the In and Out Burger available. That's right. And I yeah. tried my damnedest to keep their In and Out uh, milkshakes cold. Mm. Uh, welcome to the Let's Start Over podcast. Indeed. This is episode three of our Cinamorous series. When you make updates based on a movie, you watch that Cinamorous. When you give love advice based on a movie, you watch that Cinamorous. When you devise sex acts based on a movie, Watch that Cinamorous. When you do a fourth thing, but I named all the things that Cinamorous. Then Paul's Tinder too. If you're just tuning in, this is a podcast where we do lots of little podcasts, I guess. I don't know. We pick a theme. We do it a few times. We yeah. get tired of it. We start over. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point. Let's start over. And we We're not starting else. over today, though. We sure aren't, Chris. We are We're committed see this to this. Through yeah. for at least until six we episodes. feel like. We're going to see it through until we <laughs> until feel I like. Until I fly to the East yeah. Coast. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to see <laughs> it through weeks. until we're tired of seeing it through. Yeah. Great. Um, so, uh, as selected by you, mm-hmm. well, we should step back a little bit. What do yeah. we do? What do we do on Cinamorous? Step back, Chris. Uh, Chris, we choose movies uh, that we each have to watch, mm-hmm. uh, and then inspired from those movies, um, we we really we make a detailed list. We put in the effort, and uh, we come up with a list of date ideas mm-hmm. uh, for young couples out there, or old couples. Or old, yeah. We don't Anybody. we don't discriminate anyone. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and then uh, and then we also come up with. With some sex moves. Mm-hmm. We also answer questions we sure if we do. receive them. Mm-hmm. Re- relationship questions, romance questions, whatever. Yeah, we can handle it all. Mm-hmm. And we try to oh, use the movie to inspire uh, inspire that advice. Yes, we do. What are the lessons you learn in the movie? That's right. Uh, what's today's movie? Christopher, today is the, what is it, 1995? It is. Uh, today is not 1995. <laughs> it sure isn't. Today's film is. Yeah, 1990, high five, Apollo 13. <laughs> uh, Let's get a high five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a personal favorite of mine. Yes, Chris. you I, chose this one. I, I like this movie quite yeah. a bit. And we, we don't, we're not setting out here to really break these movies down, you no. know. There's but other people that You've seen Apollo 13. That that. If you haven't, <laughs> check it out. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to, that's fine. Yeah. And, so, yeah. You uh, can read between the lines. Why do you I'm hate sure. America? First question if you haven't seen this movie. I think uh, it's on the citizenship test. You know, I, I feel strongly, Chris, uh, as well, that that. That's funny that you said that because I feel like that should be our citizenship test. Have you seen Apollo 13? <laughs> it's like it's just, you have to watch that movie and then the whole, the whole test it, yeah. is just questions on Apollo 13. It's you watch the movie and then after the test says, did you watch Apollo 13? <laughs> Check yes. <laughs> Citizen. Yes, no yeah. <laughs> I'm going to confess that I didn't actually make it all the way through this viewing. I've seen us on the theater multiple times. Yeah. I grew up watching the movie. 
I did fall asleep, and the rental period expired, so I didn't get to revisit the end of the movie. Don't worry, I'm so. going to help you out for the end, okay, Chris. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. All right, well, uh, do you have one big date, or do you have some little date ideas? Well, I have some little dates, but they okay. can certainly be combined into a big date. Okay, well, deliver those. Give me some, as much as however you would like to present Want to get right into the dates? Yeah. No, let's just jump right into the Great. dates. Great, Apollo 13 dates. Give me a date. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to eat gummy bears. Do it. Uh, the first date I've got is uh, a little bit of stargazing. Okay. Uh, with champagne. Uh, and so, I mean, th- there's sort of a few things that could be sure. broken up, but I'm going to pitch them as okay. one little okay. bit. Okay, okay, okay. So, so stargazing uh, with champagne, because yes. in the first part of the movie they drink a lot of champagne and Jimmy Lovell's drunk. So stargazing, I think it's going to be outside, obviously, somewhere, like not like in a planetarium. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're going to be on the grass. Uh, yeah. It's going to be champagne. It's going to be like a midsummer's some, day. There's some grass in my uh, date as well. Okay, great. Um, and then uh, some at some point during this evening, uh, they're going to – they're not going to kiss, but they're going to blow kisses to each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Um, so this one, this is another uh, another date, um, obviously inspired by the movie, and it's going to a, a sensory deprivation tank together. Um, the other one is visiting the planetarium uh, or space center or flight museum. Sure. So it's kind of, you know, whatever your local space kind of thing is. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the closest, oh, I guess our closest planetarium would be the, the Western has a little, little planetarium. They do? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I want to check it out. Yeah, you totally should. I don't know, like, how, you know, how often they screen stuff, you know. For our global listeners who will no doubt discover and worship this podcast. Yeah. Paul's referring to Western Washington University in Bellingham, Washington. That's right. Visiting the planetarium together. You know, just going to a little, going to the museum, maybe Mm -hmm. looking at some, like, you know, space capsules is kind of fun. Yeah. Just, you know, learning together. Uh, I think it would be a fun fun date. Okay. Fun date. I like that date. Uh, and then the next one I have is uh, building and then launching model rockets together. Ooh, you're st- stepping on my day oh, now. Okay. So great minds think alike. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, and I, I just think that's fun because, like, there's sort of, like, the whole and, – and this this is a good lead-in from, like, the Space Center or Flight Museum where you just can buy mm-hmm. model rockets. Yeah. And the other places obviously you can too, but – then you could, like, bring them home. You could build them, fucking go launch them, you know. Mm-hmm. be kind of fun. Sounds great. Is that yours? That's that's maybe I should jump in with mine that's now what I got. Before, yeah. you, before you get into my stuff. Get some of these gummies. Get in all these gummies. So my, my date actually kicks off with finding a nice, you know, big open park in the mm-hmm. afternoon, yeah. early afternoon. Mm-hmm. You're going to get, build, and launch a rocket. It's great. Know? Ah. Uh, hanging out, enjoying some rocket donuts, and Ooh. maybe some freeze-dried ice cream. I love. It. I was just going to ask you if there, if you had any food. Yeah, those are my foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe and a nice picnic blanket. Yeah, you know, launch your launch your rocket, watch it triumphantly go into the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, next, you will be going together to get MMR vaccines <laughs> because you do not want to end up like Ken Mattingly, Gary Sinise's character. Who got sidelined due to not even having measles, but oh, maybe being exposed to measles. That's right. Modern science shows that vaccines are indeed good, <laughs> and that they will be going. You will be going as part of your date to each get one. Okay. Then um, you're going to go. You're going to conclude the date by going back to you know one of your places mm-hmm. and uh, building a rocket ship out of cardboard boxes. 
and then crawling inside and sensually rubbing each other's uh, sore MMR shot locations while discussing, will humankind ever go on the moon again? <laughs> I think that's it's a, a good date. So that's all one date. That's right? all one date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As we know, my dates, this was probably the most realistic date I've pitched so far, too. Because I think my other dates have not really obeyed the laws of space time. <laughs> right. But uh, it's possible. Let's get out there and do it. Um, oh, so it's question time, right? Or, or, I believe or is it, it is it, sex, question yeah, time. Moves okay. Don't get too excited about jumping into the sex moves, Paul. <laughs> it's time to answer. We have to do a service before we can do that. That's we need right. to give, do this service to for back. our listeners. We, we need do to need to give to back. back. We yeah. need to give back. Well, first question is, when creating an online dating profile, should I say that I'm more of a Kevin Bacon or more of a Gary Sinise? Kevin Bacon's character, Jack Swiger, is kind of known as the backup. Yeah. But he <laughs> is the one who actually did the mission, so... That's their question. So what the, the question, the question was, is, when setting up an online dating profile, yeah. should should our listener identify as more of a Jack Swigert or as more of a Ken Mattingly? Oh. Meaning Sinise is the more seasoned astronaut. Right. And he saves the day, but he doesn't actually get to go on the mission. Right. So what, let's extrapolate that. What do we think? Jack Swigert's the flashy, hot yeah. guy, yeah. right? He's, he comes in. He was part of the exciting mission. Right. But, but he, he's maybe not – He's he's maybe not as stable or as long term focused as Ken Mattingly, Gary Sinise's character. Would you right. agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's certainly we're led to believe that like, oh, you know, because like they almost abort the mission because of mm-hmm. it. They're like, oh, like we don't know this dude. This mm-hmm. is fucking Jack Wagon. You know, we're like two, you know, two days from the launch. <clears throat> but the biggest question I have when thinking about this situation, Chris, is. Uh, you know, so we have Kevin Bacon in space mm-hmm. stirring the tanks, right? Poof. Then we got, you know, then our shit goes down, right? But if we didn't have, uh, so Kim, yeah, Kim Madeline is on the ground, right? Yes. Um, if Kim Madeline, if he wasn't down there, who knows if, mm-hmm. um, you know, who knows if Bacon could have done what he did as far as like, you know, all, all that amperage talk, mm-hmm. you know, and all that. Like, who knows? He might not have been able to do it. Well, I'm going to answer this question with a question. What are you looking for? If you're looking for one hot mission, yeah. maybe Jack Squigert is your guy, right. the Kevin Bacon character. Yeah. But if you're looking for, to settle down a long-term relationship and you want that support and that experience, that uh, willingness to commit, maybe Gary Sinise's Ken Mattingly is your reference point. I don't know. I think I think they're I think they're both you know because because in the day like I you know uh, Swigert he he comes through. He comes through strong. He does. You know, we think he's going to be kind of a loose cannon. He doesn't do anything to jeopardize the mission. We know that all he did was flip some switches. It could have happened to anyone, right? So you're not buying that Gary Sinise is the more stable choice, even though he was ranked ahead of Jack Swigert going into the mission. I think Jack Swigert learned a lot from that mission. Okay. (laughs) Ken Mattingly is Mr. Right. Jack Swigert is Mr. Right now, okay? Ken Mattingly, let's see Ken Mattingly. Uh, still fucking alive. There you go, buddy. <laughs> I th- I think he's more handsome. I'll give you that. Ken Gary Sinise. Yeah. Or ja- or Ke- Kevin Bacon. Gary Sinise. You think Gary Sinise is more handsome oh, than yeah. Kevin Bacon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that question is thoroughly answered. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Give me your question. What question did you get? All right. 
Why do we have stupid expectations around the timing of texts? Like, oh boy! Like having to wait before replying to someone. Is it a well, real rule? Are there natural consequences of breaking the rule? Why? At first, I thought you were gonna. I thought this was gonna be somebody who waited too long to text back that was mad that they got called on their shit. But uh, you went the other way. Yeah. They're saying, why should I have to follow these coolness? Unwritten rules of, of waiting to text. Right. Uh, I'm just gonna say you do you. Read well, the signs. Don't be don't be too aggressive. If you're told to fuck off, fuck off. If you're right. not told to fuck off, send the text. But a text is pretty instantaneous. So if someone sends you a text. I mean, it's not it's not like going on a date and like waiting whatever amount of time. You know, because it's like if someone sends you a text, it's like it's instantaneous. So they respect they expect an instantaneous reply. Doesn't mean that you have to rattle off something right that minute. You know, but yeah. um, like sometimes I go the other way and I have a hard time because someone sends me a thing and maybe it's like a girl or something. So I'm, I'm a little nervous, a little uh-huh. Twitter baited. Uh-huh. And like I'm, I'm not ready to just send something. Like I want to draft it. Uh-huh. You know, I want to go like Aaron Sorkin. Let's get some let's get some drafts down. You know, <laughs> let's do some White House speech writing situation. Um, uh-huh. Let's get a lawyer involved if I could. <laughs> just, just to do read have, over. Do you have retainer? <laughs> just to read my, 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 my love text. Take them into the writing center at Western Washington University. That's a great idea. Yeah. Would they take that seriously? Because I think they're more into academic. They'll. I guarantee you, as somebody who worked in the writing center, that it would be well-received. As long as, you know, it's not finals week and there's a line of 20 people with meaningful papers and you're like, ah, can you read this Tinder message? We. I, th- I, I really want to do that before the end of this run. Have a, like, we'll draft a message and we'll see how close we got after I go to the writing center. <laughs> I was a writing center person. I mean, it's going to be, if I help you, it's going to be spot on. You don't need them if you have me. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to that later because we're, right, we're doing right. a little we're writing gonna, center. We're going to do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, um, did we answer that thing? I think. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I've got another one. Uh, what's the best way to do it in zero gravity? Uh, uh, and I want to say that I actually did some research on this. <clears throat> Uh, the Wikipedia page, Sex in Space, oh, okay. is surprisingly well-documented. Detailed. <laughs> so this has been something that has been studied. Um, there was even a fundraiser to uh, get some people up there and figure it out. Oh. Uh, they had a $3.4 million fundraising goal, what? but they only made up like 260000 so it didn't quite happen. It's a lot happen. of money for people it is getting it <laughs> Yeah, it is. Here, dude. Um, so they've done experiments with rats and things like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm quoting here the Wikipedia page. Numerous physiological challenges have been noted during spaceflight, many of which may affect sex and procreation. Such effects would be a result of factors including gravity changes, radiation, Mm. noise, vibration, Mm -hmm. isolation, disrupted circadian rhythms, stress, or a combination of all these factors. I mean, you you could get it done, but I don't know what the... But it wouldn't be sexy in all likelihood. To our listener, I would say often. Would you like to try? We got one more relationship thing here, I yeah. think, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, what is it? Oh no, I think you y- you do, and then I have a tender. I have a tender thing. No, I we did too. We did zero gravity. We did the bacon oh, versus ooh, swagger. Ooh, ooh. One di- one just came in hot off the presses. Whoa, whoa, we just got a question in. Yeah, it's hot. It's, it's piping hot. Piping hot. Careful, it's gonna burn your hand. I'm wearing. I'm wearing mitts. Okay. What do you do if you think someone else is interested in your partner? Maybe maybe at a maximum. Ask your partner if Make they off are the aware. Yeah. <laughs> we, already co- we already did that movie. You eat human flesh <laughs> from a dead horse sure. in zero gravity. Sure. Uh, I would say play cool. Yeah. Be confident. 
at a maximum, maybe ask your partner, does it seem to you like right. this person is making a pursuit? Yeah. That's it. That's, I don't think you need to do anything else. I think it needs to be a big, yeah, I don't think it needs to be a big thing. Yeah, I mean, no, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, unless you just, like, don't trust your partner, but then you have bigger fish to fry at that point anyway. If, if you, it's... you know, release your relationship into space right. in a pod yeah. and it re- comes back to you, right. it was yours all along. That, that's right. If it gets I mean, lost think, on the dark side of the moon, it was never Jim, really yours. Think about Jim Lovell. Like, if he if he thinks that maybe someone else is, is a little interested in Marilyn, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think he's going to play it cool. You know, I don't think he's, he's going to just, like, freak out and... We have one from your life. Oh, from my, my Tinder life? Yeah. <clears throat> we've, we've been – Paul's right, Tinder Chris. life That's has right. been a subject of much heated. excitement. He, yeah. Heated excitement on this podcast. Right. So I, I think what you're going to say is we've got a response from the titty toucher. <laughs> yeah. Was that last episode? It was the first episode. It wasn't the last one. We last one we talked to someone else. Right, it was the Godfather episode. It was the, the Godfather episode. Yeah, we we covered this. In case you didn't listen to the Godfather episode, Paul received a Tinder message from a young woman That's that right. said, "Can I touch your titties?" And in that episode, we crafted a response. He didn't take all of my advice, but I think right. he he followed the general gist of what I was trying to get yeah. across. And <clears throat> let's re- refresh the listeners to what your response was to "Can I touch your titties?" Right. Um, I said I would describe them more as my sculpted pectoral muscles, which are turgid, undulating, and statuesque in nature. I'm so glad you said turgid and not tumescent. Right, because I know I was kind of going back and forth between. My daughter wanted you to say tumescent. <laughs> so this has been, you know, like a four or five days later, <laughs> right. she's responded. So she said, wow, did you use a thesaurus or did you just use your brain on that one? <laughs> I started to, to, to draft a response. Okay. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I should wait. Because mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so far, the, you know, the, the guidance of, yeah. <laughs> of this, this little uh, <laughs> venture has done, done me well. So uh, I said. But you haven't, re- you haven't sent this yet, I have yet, not though. sent it. Okay. Um, there is one thing that came to mind, though, when I read this to, to, to one of my good friends. Um, is he's like, oh, it's like undulating. He's like, that doesn't seem quite right. Um, it's a like, weird one. I don't like, know where you – that one was kind of out of left field. Well, because we I was thinking – I'll tell you what my, my thinking was behind this. <laughs> I was thinking of like, like like rippling washboard abs, right? And I would uh-huh. think like, like undulating like, like undulating hills, like rolling, <laughs> right? But, but, but my friend Mike, he was saying – he's like, well, he's like, I think of you know, undulating as more like in motion, <laughs> you know, um, which more implied like flabbiness, you know, like like if your stomach was like undulating, <laughs> right? Like a, you know, a job of the hut situation would be like undulating, right? Um, so I was like, oh shit, like that's that's not what it meant. But then when I looked it up, I kind of got conflicting. I kind of got both answers, you know, yeah, to support yeah. the movement, but also. Well, you've already established rolling. with turgid. You've heard the in concert with the other yeah. descriptors that you've employed. I think that that it's more appropriate here. Yeah. So I think I think I think it worked out. Okay. Yeah. But um, but just to kind of you know save face, but also like you know poke a little fun. Yeah. So I said yeah. So she said, wow. Uh, yeah, so wow, did you use a thesaurus or did you just use your brain on that one? So I said, definitely just my you brain. You haven't said this yet, though, right? I have not, no, okay. no. You're, I, I you're drafted, drafted it, but I have not sent it. Okay. So um, my my draft response is definitely just my brain, which is probably why I sort of incorrectly used the word undulate 
smiley face, but old school smiley face <laughs> with a right, hyphen. We know in the we know that you don't use emojis. <laughs> that's right, except for the giant dick emoji that's on your car. It's <laughs> not anymore, um, but yes. How, how would you would, rate that? At first, I was not with you because I felt like it was going to be another joke. So in Apollo one to Apollo thirteen, of thirteen <laughs> being being the, being pretty solid, you know, the disastrous <laughs> one where they almost died is pretty solid. <laughs> how about Apollo one's the best? Okay, fine. I'm gonna say Apollo. Well, Apollo 1 probably definitely crashed. Six. But yeah. Okay. So kind of in the middle. I'm not sure about the history of what happened to Apollo 6. <laughs> okay. I'm the same middle ground. Okay. Because at first I was like, oh, don't hit her with another joke and say it was all your brain. Because I feel like the ice is broken. Yeah. Like she's shattered the ice off the shell of the shuttle that's floating through space right now. Yeah. So now's the time to start showing more of your personality. Right. So I would say a little of both. Okay. Which is why I probably misused the word undulating, smiley face. I would say a little of both. But it, we didn't really use the thesaurus. Well, you used me, and you were looking up shit on your phone. But all so, those words I knew. I mean, it's not like I didn't know those words. Yeah, but I don't think she's actually seeking to know whether or not you know all those words. I think it's just, just another step of flirtation here. Right. So I think you can put, put out the notion that maybe maybe I didn't know all those words. You know, I think a little of both is good because it's not committing either way. Okay. A little of both, which is probably why I misused the word undulating. <laughs> well, I may but have that implies that maybe just the part of my brain is the one that fucked it up and that I realized. Well, that's self-deprecating. We're making mm-hmm. a joke here. It's mm-hmm. fine. Could we say mostly my brain? Okay. Or is that yeah. is that is that is that weird? No, it's fine. Mostly my brain. Yeah, mostly my brain, which is probably why I incorrectly use the word undulate. I think that's good. Okay. And a little smiley face. I see the word scent on that screen. Yeah, I'm not going right. to belabor it. Okay. Chris, cool. we, we're moving into um, one of my favorite segments of this podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> We've got some sex moves here to go through. Yeah, we sure do. We sure um, do. I've got, let's count these bad boys up, <clears throat> seven sex acts based yeah. on the film Apollo 13. You got a few? Chris, I also have seven. Wow. Yeah. Seven yeah. plus seven minus one oh my God. is 13. That would have been, yeah. <clears throat> you know what? I'm going to cross one of mine out. So we have exactly 13. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. One of my, I'm crossing out the, the worst of the seven. Just so everyone knows, the seventh one that I'm crossing out, one won't mention, is called the Heat Shield. <laughs> and I already made a Heat Shield joke tonight, so sure. we're going to move on from yeah. that. All right, just should we just go one at a time, back and forth? Uh, yeah, sorry, it just occurred to me this little gummy bear on the package is roasting a little marshmallow over a little fire. Yeah, that's just peculiar. That. Yeah. I think it's summertime. The, the gummy bears camping. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Summer vibes. Yeah. So they're not, not native gummy bears, then. The what? I guess they're, they're non-native, then, because otherwise they would just be... In. Anyway, it's... I don't in, understand in, what li- that means. Living in the gummy forest. Why would a bear be camping? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> the bears live in the forest... Yeah. They're anthropomorphic, aren't they? I mean, are you saying like a normal bear doesn't have a dexterity to hold a stick and a marshmallow on it? I think it probably does. I don't know. Uh, welcome back to uh, Let's Start Over <laughs> All uh, right. Sex Act. Bear <laughs> Physiology. I'm, I'm coming in hot here yeah. with, a, with an, an act of a sexual nature sure. that I like to call mission control. <laughs> And it's when you s- an individual stops during sex, leaves the room quickly, yeah. 
but leaves behind a walkie-talkie for their partner. Oh, my God, yeah. And then they have to get on the walkie-talkie and take mission control-style directions to come find you to finish the job. Oh, that that's pretty that's pretty great. Um I'm gonna I also have one called Mission Control. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I figure was Ooh. sort of inevitable, so I'm just gonna throw that out now. Let's do it, yeah, let's do um, it. And then we'll let the listeners just start. It's, it's similar, but just no, a little okay. different. Mission control. A team of experts uh, on radios advise you both <laughs> on how to have a successful sex mission. <laughs> That's good. So, so you both during have to, it, you both have headsets. You both have on. headsets. Yeah. Maybe Gary Sinise as Ken Mattingly is even like engaging in the acts <laughs> in a simulation. <laughs> yes. So an advice, a classic advice. <laughs> yeah. Situation. Like, right. we, we, we like yeah we we what was it called the uh, the reentry plan? We need mm-hmm. a reentry plan. He's like I'm we working do. on it. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna hit you with a little one called the Hungry Man. Okay. And it's when you eat the ass out of a dead rhino. (laughs) Okay, what you got? (laughs) So not 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 necessarily sexual in nature. Uh, Could be. (laughs) Depends on hey, anything can be sexual in nature, don't you know? Chris, I'm just gonna come out straight with this one. Uh, This one is called "Stir the Tanks." (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, This is when uh, one of the lovers. Uh, unexpectedly inserts a finger into the other's rectum. Unexpectedly? Yeah. But intentionally. Yeah. Not like, oh, okay. Right. Stir the tanks. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deliver one to you called the 4G spot <laughs> that I'm going to decline to describe okay. and leave it up to your imagination. Okay. Great. Um. All right, this one is called the gimbal lock. Okay. Uh, both lovers, uh, they lock themselves together, um, you know, like, you know, with their bodies. Okay. Uh, in a low-G environment. A low-G environment? Yeah, so, I mean, <clears throat> we're talking about, going back to the listener question even, about how to get it on in space. Yeah, it's probably going to be, like, in, a, in, a, in like a water tank. Or oh, like okay. A, like a salt, oh, okay. Like a, yeah, like a yeah. high saline tank, so okay. you're more floaty in it, uh-huh. something like that. Yeah, deprivation <clears throat> tank coming back into play. Yeah, that could be. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got one called Mr. President, and mm-hmm. that's when the sex hasn't quite started yet. You're right. still in pursuit of sex. Right. And it, you call President Nixon and update him with the odds of you being successful. That's called Mr. President. <clears throat> I love Has it. to be Nixon. Go <laughs> next. I love it. <laughs> Why do I keep getting these calls? Um, this is called the slingshot, and uh, it's when you uh, you're both naked. You grab the other one by the hands, and you like you like spin them around uh, like like the helicopter kind of swing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, onto the bed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. I've got one called the Jettisoned Aquarius. And that's uh, during a titillatingly rough encounter. Yeah. Uh, the partners disengage from the act and both gaze upon their genitalia to witness the extent of the damage that actually had been done. And there's a moment, a shared moment of, oh, it was that bad. <laughs> one is called the Roger that. Um, <laughs> both lovers uh, talk to each other during sex using only uh, radio lingo. 
that's and if you have them available, headsets, I think would, okay. would be another know, but, headset one. But you don't okay. necessarily have to have, you know. You sure, can, sure. Yeah. So okay. any any question during the sex, you know, it's you know, it's always like, oh, Roger that. Okay. A uh, little, <laughs> little slower. <laughs> Copy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's good. Mm-hmm. This one, Christopher, pretty excited about. Okay. It's called the James Horner. Uh, he's the one that did, he, he, did, he, he did the score. I love some Horner. <laughs> he did the score for Apollo 13. Um, after you both achieve simultaneous orgasms, you both hum the Apollo 13 title song. Oh, okay. Um, which I forgot to I have it queued up. I can give you a little, just a little, little snippet. Well, this isn't necessarily the title song. This is more of the a climactic moment it, it, of the well, score. It's like the end of the movie song. Okay. Is what it Credits? is. Credits? Yeah, yeah, like j- just pre-credit. Uh, I'm feeling very erotic. Just, uh, I mean, okay. that's, yeah. Uh, what if your partner starts humming James Horner's theme to Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, instead? <sighs> are you even more turned on, or are you dismayed? Well, I haven't seen The Wrath of Khan. God damn it, Yeah. Paul. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's uh, about it. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a wrap? Mission accomplished. Yeah. Uh, so all we have left to do is for you or for me for you it's your to turn. name the yeah. next movie. Right. Uh, the next movie that we will be watching for this program will be the 1984 uh, fantasy directed by Wolfgang Peterson. Okay, never ending story. Great, can't wait. <laughs> 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 We, we just both had simultaneous <laughs> orgasms. Updates based on a movie you watch that's cinamorous. When you give love advice. Based-